Welcome to the A and B Side Podcast with your girl Alex, aka the A Side. And your boy BJ, the B Side. Both sides. No chill. Let's get into it. Let's go. time to show our supporters some love by featuring your feedback on the AMB side podcast continue to like follow and share our clips on social media as always we appreciate your support and your encouragement so let's hear what you've got to say hey what's up y'all the last podcast was dope I really enjoyed it Keep it up. Yay! Welcome to another episode of the A and B Side Podcast with your girl Alex, aka the A Side. And your boy BJ the B Side. All right. Tonight we have a special guest on the podcast. My boy Jonathan. How you doing, Jonathan? Blessings be to all. How everybody doing? We're good. We're good. Hope everything's been good your way so far this year. I know it's been tumultuous for me and BJ a little bit, but it's been panning out really well. So, uh, tell us a little about what you do, Jonathan. By the way, um, um, youth football coach, uh, middle school football coach. Um, I work also work uh for uh, waste industries. Okay. That's good. All right. So I know you have children of your own too. Are they also, um, or any of them in football? Do you coach them as well? Um, no, my daughter, she's a cheerleader right now. My son, um, you know, we live in a different um, day, and, day and age. So I try to, I can't contradict being a coach and you know I don't want to you know signing my son oh, up, yeah. uh, a okay. little early so you know I can't too much contradict that as a coach myself so he gonna get ready to start uh, contact football uh, this coming summer but right now we're just sticking with soccer and flag football okay okay oh, that's good don't want to do the conflict of interest thing I feel you on that people start complaining saying you're trying to put him out be you know the the star leader of the group and everything and really and truly treating him like he's supposed to be treated so yeah and you know you don't really want to now with the knowledge we know now you don't want to put them kids out there playing contact football too too early yeah too too early yeah it's a different day and age Mm -hmm. for sure now just to give y'all a little background me and Jonathan actually used to work together at Target very funny always hardworking um, so it definitely has spilled over into the later years of his life, as we see now, you know, with him doing coaching and 
also working hard in the waste industry. You know, very proud of you, man. Like, what you're doing in your life so far. So, big ups to you. Yeah, no more red cards. Hey, look, that was aggravating. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Miss Juanita finally retired, too. Yeah. Yeah. She finally retired. I was like, yo, I thought she would never leave. I thought that was going to be her stomping ground to the end of time, but she did. She finally left. So So you said she retired from Target? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had been there forever. Exactly. Yeah, forever. Target, Target is a fairly new company in a sense. Is it? Fairly new. It ain't centuries old, like a lot of companies. <sighs> but she was there long enough. She, when it started, I think that's when Miss Juanita got in there. But uh, big up to Miss Juanita, too. But, um, out, Miss Juanita. OG, OG. <laughs> OG, OG, triple OG. I miss that lady. But um yeah, so that's good with you being a coach. So how long have you been coaching football, actually? Oh man, I've been coaching um I've been coaching football. This was my first year in middle school. Mm-hmm. I've been coaching uh youth football since I was twenty. So that's fourteen years. Wow. That's good. Oh yeah, so you got some experience in this thing. How does it feel like working with middle schoolers versus like the age you used to work with? Um Truth in all honesty, uh, everybody's gonna see things differently. But the reason why I like the, um, I like I, I prefer youth football over over uh, middle school football, mm-hmm. high school football. I prefer youth because it's the you get to plant the seed, like um, you know, the, having the privilege to be a part and coach uh, Cam Smith, who's the corner for uh, South Carolina right now. Mm-hmm. You know, meeting him when he was just Cam was probably ten or eleven when I met him. You know, and to see him grow to where he's at right now, mm-hmm. and you don't and you don't have to necessarily deal with the the kids who they've been privileged since they were little. Like you know, they might have had the good looking mom, and the coach might have been playing him. And then by the time they get to middle school and high school, you can't really tell them nothing because when it's yeah. a hundred, it's a hundred of others, and then that one coach that actually wants to make a difference, and you you can't really see that because you've been privileged mm-hmm. all this time. So it makes it real difficult to really contact them. So I like to be at the point where you can plant the seed and watch it grow. Yeah. Right, exactly. That's true. Okay. That's cool. So um, I know we wanted to. Uh, switch the tune a little bit more and talk about uh, the mental health aspect here as well because we know you are um, a suicide attempt survivor so definitely glad that you're still with us and your mental health has gotten better Um, so tell us a little bit about your your journey in that sense how's your mental health started off and how are you doing now um as a as a black man you know, it's probably one of the most difficult things that you will ever have to face in life. But the journey is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably the most beautiful thing you could ever you can self is the is the hardest person to ever deal with because self is that individual who went through or going through or either got through certain things depending on like where you come from. Like I come from a um, yeah, uh, 
I'm a I'm a I'm a black man who can openly say I was molested. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can openly say that, you know, and I say that with I say that with no no hesitation. It's nothing to talk right. about. Um the only thing that I won't do is like um let's just say for instance Paramount or whoever wanted to make a movie about my life, I would never sell my piece. Mm-hmm. Like my mm-hmm. my piece ain't for sale. Like a million dollars sound real good, but my piece ain't for sale. Like exactly, I, I, I'm not gonna sell that because my journey is my journey. Now, if I can help somebody through my journey, I like to help them how I see fit to help them. Because sure. a movie doesn't, to me, in my case, a movie doesn't really help. Mm-hmm. other black men come out to say this happened to me because right. a movie could be real a movie could be fake you never really know how people perceive the movie but when there's somebody who's hands on can sit there and look you in your eye and say it happened to me mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, it's okay and I understand when I was what I was 30 31 when I when I when I first when I first came out and I mean it's just one of those things where I used to be real big on uh, I would say I used to be real 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 ignorant to suicide like when I would hear about someone taking that life I would be one of the first critics to say they're selfish how mm-hmm. could they I can't feel sorry for that but then when you're at that brink of your life mm-hmm. you you learn that people who actually try to commit suicide or those who have committed suicide they wasn't really trying to die they were just trying to stop hurting Mm -hmm. and they just went about it in a way to where you know you know they just can't can't come back from but it was really more so the pain that you're going through you're not you're not trying to die well Mm -hmm. let me say that's my perception i could i could be wrong i don't want to speak for nobody else Mm -hmm. so as far as me, you know, I was molested by my uncle's boyfriend, and I was molested by a stepsister. And my the my my stepsister was more so the most traumatic part because it took a lot of my childhood away because it started when I was six, but it didn't end till I was really twenty nine. Wow! So yeah, so it went from a a, a phase to where it's like I was molded. Mm-hmm. And she had twenty. And she had twenty years on me. Wow! So it's one of those deals where I was groomed, and then as you become a teenage young man, it's you think it's the most coolest thing in the world that I'm messing with a grown woman. Right. That's why when you see a uh, the, the teacher slept with a student on Facebook or the news, you and you read the comments from that you see from men. Men to be like, I wish that was my teacher. Or these boys need to learn how to shut up. No, these boys need to really speak out because you don't really know the damage that it does to your the, the young mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it really makes relationships and things real hard. Right, right, right. Because you don't know how to filter it. Or you feel like you may be um, imposing on the relationship that you've been groomed into, right? Because you don't want to upset them or you don't want to break off that contact that they've tried to make it seem like it's okay for y'all to have so and you don't it's hard for imagine imagine you being messing with a grown woman and you're you're let's just say for the sake of being an adult let's just say you're 20 mm-hmm. and you're messing with a girl who's 20 that girl who's 20 ain't really gonna do nothing for you 
Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's funny that you mentioned at least the the concept of grooming because we actually touched on a topic last week or the last podcast we did. Yeah. Um, talking about the I don't know if you've seen anything about it, Jonathan, but it's this girl recently that got put up in the shade room. In Florida. She's eighteen in Florida. Um, that recently got married to her godfather. Um, who oh, was yeah. around 40, 40 ish? 46. 46. Okay. And had known him, or at least known of him, since she was two. And I guess the affair, relationship, grooming didn't start until she was like 12, 14 years old. And, you know, of course, you being her godfather or sorry, him him being her godfather or whatever, you would think that he would have sense enough not to try to start something like that with a child that young. But it just goes to show you where people minds be at. You know what I'm saying? Like you think your child is safe around somebody because they're family or considered family. And then lo and behold, you know, they got different plans. So that's wow and to uh to speak back on uh what uh Jonathan said in those comments those same dudes that hype up see my problem with that is and we've all heard as men growing up you know you could if you could conquer an older oh you mean dating older women Mm -hmm. you could conquer an older woman it's praised you know what I'm saying male certain male cultures my only problem with that is not only is it wrong, but men, if you look at the flip side, men get crucified for stuff like that. Right. Yeah. My, my thing is, if we're talking about equality, we're moving into a society, we're talking about equality. We need to look at it, we need to, we need to keep the same energy for both sides, because it's wrong sure. on both sides. Yeah. That's, that's one of my biggest things about it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Because I mentioned to you even when Brittany Renner had went to the college and tweeted that crap about, oh, Hydra Sons or whatever, Brittany Renner yep. on campus. Like, there's no way a woman that's 30 years old should be even thinking about sleeping with an 18-year-old. Or yes. like Jonathan says, 20 years of your junior. Like, that's disgusting to me because that that child is still a child. And you are grown enough to be messing with somebody in your own age bracket. There should be no reason why you mess with somebody who's coming straight out of high school. Yeah. And then when people was approaching her about it, she was like, oh, well, I mean, if a grown consenting adult woman wants to have sex with a grown consenting young man, then I don't see the problem. <laughs> what? Yeah, they was getting on her too. So I feel like people now are opening their eyes up to addressing both sides about that age gap. So, but definitely, I feel like it's more lenient towards women when it comes to younger men than it is for vice versa, the older men coming at younger women. So yeah, you do have a point. Well, it's a deadly game because sometimes in in some cases, you have a young lady who was who grew up in a really mature atmosphere, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of crazy because she's twenty three, but her mindset is really like thirty six because she doesn't really handle herself as a 
as a 23 year old as we would mm -hmm. think so the boys at her age who really come off as immature she won't really rock with them because her mindset yeah so sometimes it's, it's one it's one of those things where it's it's kind of hard to dissect because it's like if she's 30 and she meets a guy i mean she's 23 she meets a guy who's 30 seven years different if it's my daughter do i like it no do i understand why my daughter like it maybe but as a father i still ain't gonna necessarily like because i'm gonna look at you like at 30 your mindset should be a little bit more different than Mm -hmm. like what attracts you to a 23 year old right 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 yep so sometimes mindset do play a part in uh why the younger ones will approach it which why I they would kinda, be attracted to it see, yeah i can kind of see why they would want an older person but once again who taught us how to do a lot of the things that we either did yeah. or we didn't uh, a lot of us going misguided. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. true. And not to get off topic with um, the mental health aspect as well, but um, definitely wanted to touch again on what you said about a mature mindset going after someone who is of age, you know, that meets them in maturity. The girl that got married to the guy who was 46 that's what she was saying in the video for people that was attacking her in the comments or attacking him. And she was just like, why would I want to be with a, a younger man that's around my age pool that's out here sleeping with other women or not knowing what he wants in a, in a female just, you know, playing the field when yeah. I can have a man who's about his money and who's about his household, taking care of his family, providing for me. That was her reasoning too. I guess like you said I would understand that because she did have to grow up really fast in her household she didn't really have a mother figure um, didn't have a father at all but at the same time like you said why would a 46 year old want somebody who's 18 I, I can kind of go back on her and I can see what she was saying I could tell to me she was coming from the land of ignorance because mm -hmm. You, you were speaking with your mindset being older, but mind you, I'm looking at this man with a grill. I'm looking at this right. man with, you know, so it's like, <laughs> you know, like mindset could be, her mindset could be a little older, but mm -hmm. his mindset could meet hers because he's still childish as a man. Yeah. Yeah. So the one thing that, that I've learned in therapy is the age that the trauma happened is the age that you still are if you never address the trauma. Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of people out here who something might have happened to them at 13 and they're 45 you're still 13 you're because you never addressed that trauma yep so i hear you i hear you speak about uh therapy i wanted to know do you still go attend therapy most definitely my, my i can't get rid of it okay so I know you were saying um, as far as to wanting to get rid of the pain is the reason as to why some people will want to commit suicide or even attempt it. Um, was there, what was the driving force behind you wanting to even attempt it? Was it you just wanted to get rid of the pain for yourself? Because I know that I have and that was my reasoning to just escape it all and not want it or feeling like people didn't care about me enough to even want to be here oh what 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 drove me was i was i was messing up mm -hmm. 
like I was messing up and it was just one of them things to where it's like I know why I'm messing up like I understand why I'm like this I understand why I can't have a a, a stable relationship with someone mm -hmm. I understand why I can't connect like feelings love you know like I, I, that wasn't it I used the word yeah but did I really feel it did I really understand it no I was a monster on the inside mm -hmm. like yeah, a direct monster like I really had no feelings no sympathy I didn't care about nothing but I was I was what we call surviving I wasn't living right so yeah, I was all about protecting myself because I know what I wasn't gonna go back down to like you know when it was more so like I grew up in a mental slavery process but no so the one thing that it was hard for me to do Anytime somebody just try to do something for me or to me, I feel like you're trying to control me and I'm never going back in nobody's control again. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I read it as control. Yeah. You know, it was my problem in school. And then if it, Bob Ingram, my football coach, and uh, Courtney Gray, my youth football mentor, those were the two men that I can honestly say that were able to reach me And it was just natural. It was just one of the things to wear to where I surrendered to it because uh, you wouldn't gonna get no, you couldn't get through to me because all the thing I saw was control. Mm -hmm. But their approach was so different. Their approach was, I can't really define, but their approach was it was more sincere. It was more soothing. It was love. Mm -hmm. It was like it you was know, you get, yeah, you get molested mm -hmm. by a man though. The worst, the fuck, the one thing you ain't gonna see, man. I ain't gonna be no punk. And then you know, as when you get molested by a man, you grow up with that notion of, of, I, you come from looking back like everybody where I come from, he, mm -hmm. was homophobic, you know. Yeah. So, and even my best friend was like, why couldn't you come talk to me? Because it's hard for me to come and talk to you when I hear what you say yeah. about gay people. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to come and talk to you about mm -hmm. a man touching me. Mm -hmm. That's why we got to be real careful about how we address things. Because you never know the person right up under your nose who might look at you like a brother or sister. Might They might need to talk, but they won't talk because they hear how you attack things that might that something might have happened to them. Right. Mm. And then you don't want to uh, be placed under a judgment from that person that is close to you or have your feelings your thoughts and your experiences used against you so i think that's another benefit of therapy is that you can talk to someone who is you know not against or you know that's not knowing of your past so that way they can understand you just what's the word i'm looking for um neutrally yeah they're like a neutral witness so whatever you've gone through, they won't go out and tell your business or, you know, say, I'm here for you, bro. And then next thing you know, spreading the news around school, making other people feel as though they should be homophobic against you or whatever the case may be. Like they're a neutral person in your corner that's very supportive and giving you healthy coping mechanisms as well, because, you know, a lot of people you go to as your friend and talk to and try to get advice from, all you're going to get is, dang, that's crazy. And then you want to go out and go drinking. You want to go smoke. You want to go party all the way. You want to go meet some other females. You want to try to, you know, it's unhealthy coping mechanisms that they try to offer 
to get rid of what you're trying to get rid of and it's not really helping the situation never it's never it's never it's never helping and it's 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 so when you hear a woman scream out for help mm-hmm. there is there is help but I, I don't like the notion of when a man say who does a man vent to and they say nobody that's ignorant you're ignorant you're, you're, you're being ignorant mm-hmm. because you have outlets too but you choose not to because it's a it's society society to play the big role in people's thoughts and people's uh actions because you try to keep up with society and you're not try to keep will smith says something about um we have people have characters and with those characters you try to be something that you're not but it's you know you're trying to defend yourself from whatever it is that you feel as though you need defense from but i'm a firm believer in being vulnerable like even if even if you was in a relationship and he or she may have broke your heart that doesn't mean you stop being vulnerable you Mm -hmm. can heal from that but still be vulnerable because that's your naturality right there you will not be you you won't be seen for who you are being what you are absolutely the who you are it's a who you are versus who you is which one are you gonna be you can't be both of them Mm -hmm. or who people make you out to be you know or your experiences your hurts in your past um, because a lot of people I feel like that are operating in today's society when it comes to relationships they've let so many past experiences shape who they are instead of healing from those things and growing into the person that they should be or that like you said come into the person that they already were um, and learning who they are for themselves being self-aware but yeah, that's definitely a tragedy within itself. People just get shaped until they hurt and they just stay there. It starts at home. You got to think, who taught us Who taught us how to love? Who taught us how to date? Who taught us, you know, I, where I come from, it's like, you better not get nobody pregnant. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's it. You know, you know, who, but like, I knew, I knew how to, I knew how to cheat before I knew how to open the door for a girl. Right. It wasn't until, uh, what's this year, this 2021? It probably wasn't until 2020 that I even heard of the word narcissist. Never heard of the word a day in my life. Yeah. It's like, as a man, speaking as a man, because I like to stay in my lane. I hate when I see a dude talk about a woman or a woman talk about a dude. I like to stay in my lane. (laughs) So as as a man, Mm -hmm. when you have to learn on your own, it's, it's the worst it's the worst thing possible because some of the mistakes that you make, you might could. That's why I'm, I'm now first and foremost, that's why I'm, I'm a, I serve a true and living God and a forgiving God because that's mm-hmm. the only, that's the only path that I'm going to be able to take for a second chance because man going to be man. Flesh going to be flesh. I could be, Alex, I could be dating you but I'm learning as I go so I mess up. Mm-hmm. And then you leave me. Now I done lost a good woman because I never had no guy that's a structure though. Mm. Right. No, right. I had to learn. I had there's no instruction manual out here that's teaching me how to do. I'm only learning from my environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can only go as far as to how you would want to learn, right? So <laughs> if 
you're only limiting yourself to what you've been brought up on and you don't continue to learn after that then you're just limiting yourself yes and it's I feel easier, like it's easier to be ignorant than it is to be strong yep for sure especially if you don't have any positive role models male or female in your corner yeah. it's definitely easy to fall back into well this is how I've always been and this is how I'm gonna be for the rest of my life you know what I'm saying and just making excuses for maltreatment or bad behavior or it's a telltale because with me like my, my birth mother she died uh, when I was 18 months so I was raised wow. by my mama my mama's sister and that's the only woman who I know and you know I call I call her mama because that's the only person that I knew since I was 18 months all the way up until mm-hmm. you know she passed away last year so she um her husband like he used to take me with him now that was like his alibi like, I would go I would go fishing and all that stuff but he was messing with the lady behind my aunt back and it was just one night it was a Friday it was a it was a Friday night I never forget it because I had a football game after after the game I was asleep my mama came she came home it was like maybe like four ish in the morning but you know she worked from seven to seven mm-hmm. so she came home she came in my room she was like Jonathan Way Stanley I was like I don't know I went back to sleep but then something dawned on me like look at the clock I looked at the clock yo she home dumb early mm-hmm. I know where he at so it was more so like I heard her in the I heard her in the living room and she started busting out crying and it was that day in my mind I mind you all this time I'm still messing with this above of, of age grown woman mm-hmm. but I never I never wanted to be my uncle because I saw what he did to her and how it hurt her but I never wanted to be her either right so that's what that I think that was the day right there when my feelings just hit a switch and it was just click. My feelings was off. Because mm-hmm. you were confused about what was going on, like everything just changed up. That's crazy. Mm. Um. So, what advice would you have for someone who may have gone through what you went through, or what? Um, healthy coping mechanisms would you offer a person that may be going through this right now? Um, and I'm gonna be and I'm gonna be as brutally honest as I possibly can because if there's anybody that's gonna hear this message, this is the best way that I'm gonna tell you about it. Open up, let it out, let it be known. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to you. I don't care nothing about the world because you don't owe the world nothing. You owe it to you to free yourself because I'm at the point of what my life right now. I can, I can, I don't, I don't care. I don't, cause I, it's not my job to tell a man's heart. But if I was to see my uncle's boy, old boyfriend, I could hug him. And it sounds crazy, but I could hug my stepsister in, in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, I can. I, that's the peace that I have in my life right now. Cause yeah. it's not about, it's not about what you, what you did to me did scar me. What you did to me was wrong. It was out, out the way wrong. But you gonna have to answer for that. Not on my watch. I refuse yeah. to sit back and, you know how we all sit back like as black people. Like I'm guilty of it too, to a degree. Like when I saw the boy um, who hugged the police officer mm-hmm. in the courtroom, right. 
And we were like, oh, and you know, we all get this message that black people are too forgiving. Well, you gotta, to me, I understand that. It. There's a lot of black people, and for those who believe in God, you do gotta understand that even Dylan Roof got a place in heaven. Mm -hmm. Even Dylan Roof, he has a place in heaven, regardless of what we've done or how we look at it. For those who believe, he has a place in heaven. So you sitting right here hating when regard, he could be in prison right now and and, 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 and and gave his life, his heart and everything to God. He has a place in heaven. That's why forgiveness is really important. Like it's not that we're not too, it's not that we're too forgiven. It's the, per the person that actually hurt you has a place in heaven. So you're going to sit right here and send yourself to hell because you see they hate so my, my oh, some of their be, actions right yeah so my message would be open up open up open up like I understand when people say it's easier said than done I actually disagree with that because you can't tell me what's easy until you've tried it mm -hmm. it's easier to sit back and not do mm -hmm. you can't tell me it's not easy to do when you're not doing it because when you put one foot in front of the other that's when there's forward movement and and, and the, it's, it's harder to be honest with you if you if you had to sit still for an hour like you had to sit in one position you can't move your fingers blink an eye or nothing for an hour you couldn't do it it's hard to sit still it's easy to move mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Jonathan I have to ask you what are other ways that has helped you along to get you to this point other than therapy? Like, is there any activities you ever got into or any, is there any lifestyle changes or exercise or anything you got big into? Um, the, um, well, therapy is, I would have to say, is probably the, the, the lowest dose of, <laughs> of my transition. Uh, my biggest dose was I got saved, so that was mm -hmm. my that was my biggest dose. Um, next is, you know, I coach young men, you know, and the area where I, um where I coach shouts out to the Trade Three Hurricane Twelve U. We advanced to the region um championship. Shouts out to those young men. Okay. But um, but um, when you're around, <clears throat> I coach in the inner city. You know, those kids, those kids can probably tell you how to how to how to chop down a brick faster than they can tell you. I love you. You know, like, right. like, I was like know, brick. Like, I was like, oh, that kind of brick. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Like those, 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 these young men's really they come from. They see certain things that they shouldn't see. Um, um, I, 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 out of protection, though, because for one, he is still a minor, and two, he's a child. Um, it was a player that we had, like stepfather, took a two by four. First, he beat his mom, took a two by four to him. Ooh. You know, like these kids see, these kids, these kids don't really get the benefits of, of, a certain, care at home. yeah, right. And but yeah. well, the one thing I will say that I hate about you football. It's supposed to be about the kids. So, though these kids are in the inner city, some of these kids that are in, that are in other fortunate programs and stuff like that, 
some of those fortunate programs I feel like should also give back. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know these kids don't really have resources and the thing about it, a lot of you coaches ain't coming over here to, make, to help make a difference. Now I have heard ridicule. I have heard belittling towards these kids, mm-hmm. but I don't see no help coming that way. You know, right. shouts out to shouts out to my cousin Rob McCray. You know, he's the president of the organization. Like he goes over and beyond even more than you know what the law should allow for what he does out here and I understand he can't save them all mm-hmm. but you know he does his best what he can you know um, though it wasn't part of my tenure with this child but you know shouts out to all um, the family of knowledge Sims you know you know justice justice came through for him but you know also coming from me you know prayers to the young mans who was responsible for that for that child's death mm. you know so it's um you can't save them all and sometimes like you hate to see you go you see some of them get to sign letters you get you know some of them um you know might get jobs some of them go to jail so it sounds like you know of course it's put in a structure in your life by helping to be a positive influence in these young kids' lives. And definitely, even though you are a light to them, you can't help to save, you know, each and every one of them. You're not in the home with them. And I know you said earlier, you know, things start at home. You can only do so much with the job that you have. And I'm sure they appreciate everything that you do for them. Well, I take it back. I'm not a positive influence in their lives. They're a positive influence in my life because it takes them to make me better, which is why I have to order my steps and be have integrity and watch mm-hmm. what I do. So the positive part comes from them because they're the ones that keep me grounded because I can't be a hypocrite. I can't yeah. say do and all this other stuff, but then get on mm-hmm. them when they in school messing up and all they this other the stuff. They made the same so, mistake. Yeah, so the positive effect really comes from them. That's good stuff. Interesting. So I know you um, approached me in the DMs about um, how society makes us feel insecure. Um, And I know you mentioned earlier about how society as a whole just, you know, imposes on us by influence, gossip, on social media, what have you. Um, But in your definition, how do you feel like society makes us or you insecure? Oh no, I'm too arrogant. No. <laughs> no, society ain't gonna break me. But um, um, or I guess I we 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 would use your kids as an example if if they have any you know effect on your children oh, that you coach. Damn. Well, um, that's kind of hard. That's kind of hard pill to swallow. Saying it's for my kids because you know these boys come from the hood, so mm-hmm. like, like they don't really have the luxury of. Some, some don't really have the luxury of like really the outside world like that because you know they're not really, they don't really have that tech, the, all the the technology advances that some of these kids got that kind of feed into the insecurity. Like it's hard for, it's hard for me to tell. Well, two things, it's hard for me to uplift a young lady today. Why? One, if I tell this young lady, she could be a random young lady getting off the bus. I could be like, hey, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Keep your head up and don't forget that. Now I'm seeing that I, because I call her beautiful. I'm a rapist. 
I'm a pedophile mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I mm-hmm. because I wanted to give this young lady some encouraging words. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I got to be too careful about what you say and what you do. Yeah. You know. Yep. So it's like I can't like Jesus Christ. I can't I can't give this young lady affirmation. I don't know if she's getting it at home, but she might get it at home. But guess what? I just gave her some more. Is it a problem mm-hmm. more? Mm-hmm. Right. Or, and then secondly, it's it's the you got the you got the Kim K's and all this other stuff and it's like I I want I want for my daughter I want my daughter to understand what is what is true beauty true beauty is now I, now I ain't got nothing against no woman out here who who want to who want to you know surgically put themselves get a together. BBL yeah, or yeah, get you lashes know, yeah, yeah. Hey, do your thing do your thing that's between you but for my daughter mm-hmm. this is the one who I can speak for beauty is in its is in its natural the crazy part about it what baffles me especially when it comes to like us as black we love to defend our culture against yeah. white people but we go against our culture by paying the white people for them helping us feel insecure mm-hmm. we will defend africa all day long mm-hmm. about africa look at the beauty of this african woman natural we would defend that but then we kind of go against that Brightening and, up our and, skin, or yeah, and yeah. you know there ain't no black doctors that's doing it, right? For sure. So society that. plays a, you know, and it's like I see, I, okay, society and, and context has such a, a negative vibe. Like when B Simone was talking about manifesting, finding a good man, mm-hmm. I heard everything except what she was talking about like i hate her voice well it ain't about her voice the, <laughs> the context was doing. yeah the context was manifesting a good man or the now you know you got the sierra's prayer like mm-hmm. like why why can't why is it that you can't be happy like just you doing your a, own thing yeah right i feel like then, society does that a lot they definitely, but we as men we as men we make fun of oh russell wilson Mm-hmm. We 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 make we we make fun of a man who has integrity and standards, mm-hmm. but we so su- we will support a future in a minute. Oh, quick. Yep. Or people. That's that's what I understand about today's society as far as what relationships are concerned. Because you saying you want somebody who's here for you. You don't want any toxic behavior. You don't want to have nobody cheating on you, trying to play you. But look at who you idolize. If you idolize Future, if you idolize Drake, you know, she had turned the little thigh, ain't no wife about it. Then how are you going to address somebody with, first of all, natural beauty or somebody who may have some enhancements, but they still stay true to themselves? If you feel like everybody that you meet is a thought (laughs) or if you feel like yourself, you're not worthy of love. So you're going to downplay, you know, somebody encouraging you, telling you that, you know, they think you're a good man. They think you're a good person. I've run across plenty of men like that. They'll be like, oh, you think I'm I'm cute? Oh, you, I, might, I might be all right. You know, I try, I try. I don't really think I'm all that. I don't think I'm worthy of you because you're too good of a person. Like, no self-esteem. Yeah, like how can we want the same things when nobody is together? Like yeah. it just don't make sense. <laughs> it's all red flags to me. Red flags. Right, and it's pressure. It's pressure too because you got to think about it. Like, like there's a dude, he has a really big heart really really loving spirit and he works at the waffle house and mind you now 
we worked at Target, so let's just say he meets an ETL at Target, right? Mm -hmm. So he looks at her and his views and he's like, I don't have nothing to offer her because you know I just I work at the Waffle House, do do that. The third and on the other scale, she gonna look at him like he work at the Waffle House. But I'm gonna tell you something. My granddad used to tell me. My granddad used to always tell me, money can buy you a money can buy you a whole lot of things. But guess what? Love, peace, joy, comfort. Them things can't be brought. Mm -mm. There's not a dollar amount on those things right there. Nope. No, it definitely has to come from within and it has to be a source to it all, right? And I'm happy right. to hear that your faith has been solid for you in order to build those those things off of the joy, the peace, the love, the happiness, like your solitude. But some people, a lot of people, I ain't even gonna say some, a lot of people are lost. They don't know where they going, where they came from, they just know they here for the right now. They here for a good time, not a long time. So it's just, I feel like society's pressure, as far as everything being open, like social media, all these influencers having such a negative impact on these kids and young adults, it's just making it harder for people to believe in themselves and actually like base their life on something that's solid. They don't have self-awareness like they should. Mm. It's not taught. It's self awareness is 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 not is not presented to people as it should be. Mm -hmm. But like I feel anything, like they also don't have the the open mind to even want to receive that either. They just feel but, like they should copy and paste. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody well, else's identity. It. Think about it. Everything everything came with a copy and paste. Like when you think about originality, who taught us that? Originality mm -hmm. was something that wasn't taught us home. Like now, my mama used to always say be yourself but telling me to be myself isn't showing me how to be myself right like you tell me to be myself like okay mom be myself so <laughs> where am i learning this from right. right yeah how does that work like how do i be myself you know um we do not know what we do not know until we're exposed to it you know exposure leads to expansion right so you know people criticize how cam newton dressed right now but cam newton ain't the boy from He's not from the boy from Atlanta, Georgia anymore. You know, he's he's seen the world. So what we call, we'll sit right here and be like, oh man, that little homo, where he go to Paris, he fits right in. But guess what, we, <laughs> guess what? we ain't never been to Paris though. Exactly, we don't know how they dress. Right. Or how they so, get. Exactly, so it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, we've gotta, we've gotta get out of the comfort zones. We've got to cancel comfort. If, since we canceling everything, let's cancel comfort zones. Let's cancel the sense of normalcy as well. Like, because we don't know what normal is. Right. Or originality. Like, who invented these things or what is the state of normal to you? Because there is no set standard for any of that. It's whatever is going to make you feel the most comfortable at the time that's not going to put you in danger and that you stand out the way. Like, I don't feel like there is a set definition for being normal. It's it's whatever you make it. Yeah. So that's good. That's good, Jonathan. I just wanted to um oh BJ, did you have any other questions before I start? I feel like I've been firing off questions this whole time. Um I'm just um I'm just I'm just chilling, man. I, I like the feedback and I'm learning something new, you know what I'm saying? By talking to Jonathan. Yeah, man. Well, I, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, what was you saying? Yeah, go ahead. I, I had some I have somebody in my family who used to be um who went through the same issues. They were suicidal also. But um, you know, I've seen him grow into the man he is today. He has no problems, he's stable, got a nice government job, you know what I'm saying? Nice, beautiful girlfriend, and you know, it's a beautiful thing when you guys flourish. You know? You know, I'm about to say something. And don't hold me to it literally. But there's nothing wrong with being suicidal. There's nothing wrong with being suicidal. That means you feel. Now we don't we don't want you to commit suicide. But there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you thinking that that pain pain is awake. Pain is awake. Like if you put your hand on a stove right now, it'll teach you not to touch a hot stove. So that hurt is hurt is nothing but pain. Pain pain doesn't want to be held. Pain wants Mm -hmm. to be freed. Mm -hmm. So when when you're hurting, that's that pain is trying to get out. But you keep don't don't hold it in. Cry, scream, shout, let it be known. Like forget what anybody's gonna view you as. Free yourself. Yeah. Who you are as an individual is what's really gonna make you out to be whatever it is you go out here into the future. Like if you as an individual, I grew up in a toxic matter. I, it was, you know, abuse. I seen abuse, drugs and all those other stuff. So guess what I'm going to be if I never get myself right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be exactly what I was as that, that that same individual. That's what I'm going to be. But it's, it, it's, we, we're in a, we're in a, we're in a, a day and age where mental health is being pushed, but mental health isn't necessarily being pushed to every good, every, you have some people out here that are telling lies about the, the build platforms. Yeah. Yep. You know, you have people out here they're they're really abusing, but with anything good comes anything bad. That's just like you can't to me, TI is the biggest hypocrite when it comes to a Black Lives Matter movement. I, I can't I can't vibe vibe with you on that because your music sucks. So you wanna <laughs> change a platform to something that I just I can't uh, rock with you, TI. Mm-hmm. I, I you just want you support because now your career is failing in other ways. So. Right. I can't I can't take you serious. What do you say? He called doing the riots last year. He called Orlando Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> that was Jesus wild. Christ. That was wild. <laughs> I know, forgot all so, about that. Yeah. You know, so I can't I can't take people like that seriously. So you have people out here on these platforms and they're really misleading. And you know, it's like they're making up stories. And I hate to say it, and no disrespect, but for, it's a lot of women out here who have been raped. It's a lot of women out here who's who who they were screaming rape. But they wasn't believed that rapists is out here walking free. But there's a lot of women out here who who lying about it, who lying about it, and ain't never been touched whatsoever. But for mm-hmm. some odd reason, it's just it's the thing it's, to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Me Too movement. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So it's, you get played with, and it kind of be it's it's an insult to anybody who and, it, and it, it's another who's thing actually that gone kinda, through the situation, and it, and it makes people not want to open up. Cause mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, I won't. It, it's not. It, I won't get no credit off of opening up because, right? Or I won't actually get help for this because these people they haven't actually been through what I've been through, so they just throwing you know some blanket level advice to me. Oh, manifest that you can get out of this situation, or you know, just call the police for help. They'll come help you or whatever. When you don't call 
the police four, five, six, a dozen times, and no, nothing has come to your aid. Or just pray about it. It'll go away. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of those things are blanket-level advice. But somebody who's actually been through the struggle, like we've been through, or anybody else who may have gone through this, we're going to tell you the real. It's not easy. But you definitely, it's going to be a journey. Regardless, you know, if it started two years ago, five years ago, whatever, it's going to be a journey. It's an everyday process you have to live through and cope with in order to constantly keep pulling yourself out of those those dark places and yeah. get somewhere that's that's consistent peace like you were saying earlier so and you can't listen you can't listen to nobody who's there if they're if you tell somebody something and their answer to you is pray about it mm-hmm. tell them tell them one stop lying on god and two don't just don't talk to that person no more because that's yeah. just their way of saying i can't help you I can't do it, right? Because, because I can sit. Even God said to Himself, like I can sit right here, but like, hey, God, I, I need a new job. But if I ain't filled out the application, then what, what is He gonna is help prayer? you with? Right? Exactly. You know, faith without work is dead. Exactly. You know, so I can't sit right here and be like, God, I need healing. I need this healing, but I refuse to go to therapy or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, like it's a it's I'm not trying to help to myself. God. Yep. Right, it's an insult to God if you're doing anything. If you ask God for mediocrity, that's an insult to God because He deals the supernatural. Mm-hmm. He deals in the thing that you can't change. You can't so even say that. Right, so don't don't come to God about something that you can. God, I need help with my light bulb. Put a new one in, nigga. <laughs> that's why. That's why God gave you the ability to change your light bulb. Put a new one in. <laughs> Go yeah. buy one. Right, you can't sit there and ask for something that you ain't gonna work towards. You know. That's the whole point about so, it. So don't if anybody anybody in any situation tell you to just pray about it, that's just their way of saying I can't help you. I can't do it. Right. Mm. So that's a red flag. Like you said, BJ, just pray. You know from. what? That makes a whole lot of sense now. So many people didn't tell me to pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically a bless your heart in in yep. so many words, yeah. Um, but are you currently dating now? I don't mean to put you on the spot, Jonathan, but are you dating or have you gotten to a relationship since you started therapy or in your healing journey? I'm healing. Okay. I, I'm healing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, um, you have to, you have to, um, be careful about what energies and things that you're trying to bring in because, mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 I have, a, I got a homie, I, I got a homie. He don't like girls that, uh, that curse because, you know, it reminds him of his mother. But I was like, well, before you get with anybody, you need to fix that out because it ain't fair to her that, you know, you yeah. need to fix your triggers. You need to work on your triggers. <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. Yeah. You know, so it's one, it's one of those things where it's like, it makes, it will, it, it has the abilities of making, um, um, things difficult because mm-hmm. when you go to therapy you got to understand you're in therapy and you when you're dealing with someone who's never been or never dealt with it's totally two different things like you're going to be speaking from a place that they don't understand and you can kind of see not judging but their ignorance toward things and it's kind of like uh, it's like it, it just could work but it ain't going to work because of this part right here so it, it's very difficult to yeah. date mm-hmm yeah I feel you on that completely because even me being on like my healing journey it's a lot of things that I won't allow that I used to 
And I feel like people that used to know me from when I was that person back then, they're just like, oh, well, you was fine with this before. And it's just like, yeah, but I'm not fine with it now. So allow people, give people the space to change. But also, like you said earlier, work on your triggers as well. Because somebody just cursing, you're going to hear somebody swear, you know, a time or two or three or whenever um, when they're with you or if you get into a relationship with somebody. So... I mean, that shouldn't be an end-all or, you know, a breaking point. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's different. Everybody has their own needs. But I definitely feel you on that. You know, don't allow nobody to to steal your peace, even a little bit. You got to know your worth. Well, you know, change does change comfortability. So, you know, you just got to get rid of those people. Mm-hmm. Facts. Big facts. Well, this is great. I thoroughly enjoyed this interview. Um, Jonathan, did you have any uh, takeaways for tonight's episode or any uh, advice that you want to give the people? um, Advice for y'all. Keep your heads up. Keep doing what y'all are doing. Keep striving. I don't care. I don't care if people don't like what you're doing. I don't care if people do like what you're doing. You stay true to y'all selves and y'all keep doing what y'all feel is best for yourselves and the community because the community needs a voice. And you guys give other people a chance to be able to speak you know you never know who's out here who needs to hear what who's listening to what so you guys just to keep y'all feet ten toes down and your head to the sky and you know you just y'all keep giving people a voice and y'all hey the one thing that i will tell y'all just some advice be a little more controversial okay touch those topics that people are really really afraid to address because in our community we need those topics addressed I feel you on that yeah for sure we will well, thank you for that advice and the feedback and you got, and, you got and, and y'all support it understand that you support it you'll, you'll never know how how much support you have until you you know you come, come across some crossroads yeah. yep you're right hey like you said you'll never know until you get there so you just gotta dip your toe in the water. We say no chill for real, so exactly. This is confirmation right here tonight. <laughs> right, you heard it first. Yeah, t- yeah, push forward, take a step forward. Like, like get how my um how my first girlfriend said: take chances, make mistakes, get messy. Yeah, you know, shouts out to Miss Frizzle. So um, <laughs> do it scared. You right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like y'all y'all keep pushing forward if there's any black man out there that's listening you know hey oh any any women any man period like you know help us help healing is healing like let it go talk about it it's okay because you're not by yourself that we we are out here for sure you got the support system yeah so we really appreciate you for coming on to the podcast, Jonathan. Peace, love, look, and light to you, brother. You're more than welcome to come back, sir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Y'all have kids listening to do? Um, We don't suggest it because we well, do a lot of cursing on we, our topics. If but... we look at our analytics, the youngest person that's listened to us was 24 years old. Oh, well, shots out. Ain't no such thing as Santa Claus. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Stupid. And, you know, and if anybody if if anybody's listening, 
the last thing I'll say, anybody who is listening, you're a cowboy fan. Therapy is open to you too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. They got a 30 piece meal last night. <laughs> <laughs> By the Broncos. Woo. Uh, you know, therapy is available for you. There is help for you too. <laughs> Yo, them Cowboys fans out of control. Yeah. Oh, you talking about that video you posted yesterday, BJ? Nah. Or who got so beat much. up on Instagram? What was I'm that so earlier? Oh no, nah, that was the Rams game yesterday in the, oh. in the crowd. Oh, that was crazy too. Them animals. Mm-mm. Them thugs. But yeah, we appreciate you, Jonathan. Again, thank you so much for coming up on the podcast. Again, peace and light, love to you. Peace and, and light, we man. Wish, we wish you well on your journey, man. Same Keep shining. Peace and blessings, man. And you know, if I don't see nobody or hear from nobody, happy holidays, man. Happy holidays to you too. Definitely oh, and happy New Year it. too. All that stuff, all that stuff. All happy Valentine's Day and all that. You know. Oh no, we ain't even got there yet, man. Shut no. up, we <laughs> Shut up, bro. You know, you know. Shouts out to Juneteenth in advance. You know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we got to do something bigger for that. Like, I feel like Black people been slacking on Juneteenth. They want to take the day off from work, but let's do something for it. Let's actually do something for it. Let's do it like the Fourth of July. Why, why, why make it any different? Why should we? Why should we? Yep, we should definitely let, do let that. them know that we're out here and that we're celebrating. We're celebrating too quietly for me. Yeah, that's the, exactly how I feel. Yep, we should do it more big. So y'all heard it here first. All right, Juneteenth, we gonna make it a thing for real this time. Okay, two years in, but yep. All right, Jonathan. Well, we hope you have a good night, brother. We'll talk to you soon, same, man. All right, peace. All right, y'all, but our socials, um, again, on Twitter is the A and B side. On Twitter, on IG, it's going to be A, B side underscore podcast, right? Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Yeah, but continue to give us your feedback. We greatly appreciate it. We actually featured our voice notes on the last podcast episode, so be looking out for that. When y'all see us post reels, or if y'all see us post, you know, clips from the podcast episode, make sure y'all share those in y'all story and tag us. Please like, follow, and share on every platform. We appreciate y'all for the support. And um, anything else you got to take away from this tonight um, for this episode? I don't know, man. I just really liked it, man. Jonathan, cool dude, man. Very cool dude. Yeah, that's seemed like I'm, I'm sure y'all had so much fun when y'all worked together. Oh yeah, we did all yeah. the time. Yeah, and that's the thing that you know I wouldn't say surprised me because I'm like that too. Um, but he was. He was always the one to make us laugh, you know what I'm saying? Joke around, have a good time at work. You would never think that somebody like that is going through what they're going through at home. So just a takeaway of advice for me on the podcast is, you know, be a little more gentle to the people that you work with. 
that you are friends with you never know what somebody is going through of course yeah. i don't give no excuse for anybody to act like an asshole to you so if you get disrespect i think you should repay them as well in disrespect <laughs> but um you know for the people who are who do make you laugh all the time or you know have your side and stitches you know check on them check on your strong friends because those are the ones that are going through the most challenges absolutely uh, yeah, this was a great episode, and um, I think we could wrap it up here. Until next time, y'all. Peace.